The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. Welcome to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 6.09, nine minutes after 6 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, now heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang is all here tonight. Deborah Green, lovely and talented, produces the show. Longoria, not as lovely, but still talented. He's stoic on the other side of the takeout window. Chuck is Chuck. He screens your call. He's the man we call Low T. We've got a big studio audience tonight. My parents are in town. Uh, my girlfriend's in studio, so this is going to be a very, I'm not going to say anything that gets anyone in trouble today. <laughs> it's going to be a fun show, but we're going to keep it within, we're going to call her within the lines, as I like to Boring. say. Boring. Yeah, it is. It's good. No, it's going to be a fun show. We've, we've got games to play. Uh, how dangerous is your job? The most dangerous jobs in the world. We'll talk about that. Alexis Stevens from the AJC will join us uh, about the Tara Grinstead case because even though I'm in the business, I really don't know much about it. I, I know of the case, but I don't know the details. So Alexis will join us. But first, we head out to Sin City, the man that uh, you would ever want to go to Las Vegas. It's with this guy. He is uh, Clark Howard from Clark.com. The party animal tearing up the Vegas Strip joins us live on the Mark Aram Show. How are you, Clark? I'm doing great, Mark. And by the way, I've not been to any casino other than to walk through it on the way to different CES exhibitions. Well, I remember the one time you said you did gamble. It was just to get free parking at the casino, right? Yeah, well, I we, where we were staying last year, I would park across the street at Tropicana, and I'd lose 99 cents. I'd go gamble a dollar, lose 99 cents, have my ticket, and then that got me $10 free parking. Well, so it was 99-cent parking. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Clark, you're out. This is, you know, I know you love Clark's Christmas Kids that week and, and a great job again this year. But I think your inner nerd loves this week more than that because you are in hog heaven right now, my friend. It's pretty awesome being here when you see how brilliant these people are and the ideas they come up with that a lot of them will dead end at first. But so many of the things here end up being just routine part of our lives later on i think of all the wearables people have all the smart watches and the devices for fitness and the thing this year mark i've never seen anything like it there are all these wearables that are specifically designed to track your health and even potentially prevent a medical emergency with early warning from silent killers like strokes wow and they're not expensive and there's not a lot you have to do to use these devices. There are ones for diabetes, for blood pressure, for a variety of illnesses that people have that kind of sneak up on them, especially for people already diagnosed with something where you have to monitor the illness. These things are approachable. They're easy to use. And the price points, when you consider how much medical normally costs, just fantastic. So it's basically a Fitbit on steroids, right? So instead of just tracking oh, yeah. your steps, it's it's doing other health matters. That's pretty cool. Um, Clark Howard joining us live from the Consumer Electronics Show. Is that what CES stands for? That's what they used to call it, but they always get their panties in a wad when we call it that. Now they just call it CES, and I don't even know what they think CES stands for. And it's because 
What's happened over the last six years is automotive has become perhaps the biggest category at CES because all cars now are basically rolling computer systems. And the breakthroughs with cars, Mark, I've been in two, one that has no steering wheel, no brake, nothing, no driver, and it holds 12 people, and it drives perfectly on public streets, knows when to stop for stop signs, knows when to stop and go for red lights and all that. Then I was in an SUV that still has a steering wheel, uh, gas and brake, but they're not used. They're just spinning around on their own and braking <laughs> on their own and all that. Uh, I'm glad and we I'm... are so close to to having fully autonomous vehicles on the road. So over Christmas break, Clark, I drove up to Connecticut and then back again. Um, and Maya and I were driving back down. And I don't know, you probably know this, but just about every rest stop along I-95 had Tesla charging stations. Like it was shocking. Like th- these didn't exist last year. You know, I stopped at these right. same rest areas last year. That that proved to me that this is this is something that's actually happening right now. The electric car, the autonomous vehicles. Like we're in the middle of what's going to be a huge transportation revolution. But any change that takes place, unless you're directly in the midst of it, it's just stuff that's kind of like noise in your life. You don't really absorb it. And so all of this is happening around us. And we just really don't appreciate the changes that are coming. And we're going to have an awkward adolescence through the 2020s with having autonomous vehicles out there and vehicles that people still are driving and they don't mix well. But, gosh, within probably the next 10 years, every vehicle sold will be fully autonomous if we even buy vehicles because we'll probably just buy rides or pay for each ride and not own our own vehicles anymore. And the best part about that, and I say this fully knowing that my job will be gone, there will be, once everything's autonomous, there will be no traffic jams because the computers and the cars will talk to each other and there'll be no traffic anymore. And I'll be out of a job and I'll go work for Clark.com testing out cool gadgets in Las Vegas. And how did you know that that was a perfect segue? Because one of the things that's big at CES this year are smart city initiatives where cars will speak to each other, red lights will talk to each other, and the flow of traffic and the ability to eliminate fender benders is unbelievable. And it doesn't even require necessarily technology or hardware put in the vehicles by the auto manufacturers. There are going to be aftermarket devices that will help reduce or eliminate fender benders. And it's really, really so promising. You know, we lose nearly 40,000 people on the roads each year to uh, traffic fatalities. That number is going to trend down. Not It's not going to fall off a cliff, but it's going to steadily trend down. And that's not anymore going to be an issue for us in the United States or overseas. Clark Howard joining us from uh, the CES convention in Las Vegas. Uh, he is gonna, You're going to be there all week, and I know you're going to be doing part of my time slot on Friday. You'll be on at 7 p.m. live from uh, CES uh, giving us the update on, on all the, the good stuff. we got to step away for a second here, Clark, but when we come back, I want you to tell me about the, the Wow Factor toy that you've seen out there because you know I love my gadgets. You love your gadgets. What's something that's breaking through right now that a couple years down the line is going to blow our socks off? So think about that, I'll all right? Do it. All right. Okay. Clark Howard. It's Clark.com, by the way, 
All things uh, Clark Howard available on Clark.com. He joins us live from Sin City, uh, from the payphone at the Spearmint Rhino, Longoria told me. Is that right, Clark? You're I, don't, this- <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm sure it's something inappropriate. I'll let you Google Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> when, okay. when we come back, Clark Howard, live from Las Vegas, uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Six twenty-five, sixty-one, unseasonably warm degrees on Peachtree Street. Let's go back to a warmer city. That is Sin City, Las Vegas. Clark Howard from Clark.com joins us from the CES Festival, the nerdiest place on the face of the earth this week. And Clark is loving every minute of it. All right, Clark, um, what's blowing your your socks off toy-wise? What can we look for down the pike that's going to really uh, wow us uh, from the CES when, uh, convention? When you go into an electronics store. And you see this new TV that LG has come up with, it will just, people will be mesmerized and they'll just watch it over and over again. They have come up with a TV that is basically paper thin and you push a button and the TV screen goes down and rolls up into a tight web, kind of like if you were pulling a window shade tight and it disappears. And then what's left is a piece of furniture. Wow. You don't even know there was a TV there. 65-inch screen. It's a rollable TV. And it's just the buzz. There are so many people here that are so jaded, and they're all like children around this LG TV. Is this something that will be on the market now, soon, or in the future? Later this year. It's uh, 2019. It's called the Rollable Model 65R9. So it's going to be available for the next Christmas selling season, and it will cost more money probably than buying a new subcompact car. Wow. So but that, that's where we let the early adopters buy it, right? And then you and I wait a couple of years, and then it'll be $400 exactly. at Walmart. Exactly. Yeah. That's the right way to look at this electronics. By the way, so many of the electronics, the people have learned they've gotten price points much lower. I remember when I first came here nine years ago, people would show me some kind of great gadget. Then I'd ask what it would cost, and they'd say, well, it's like $4,500. And so there was a market of zero at those price points. But they've gotten to where a lot of the really, really cool, usable, useful gadgets are between $100 and $225. That's amazing. Yeah, I followed your advice You know, ever since the big screen TV phenomenon. You were always like, don't buy the latest, wait a couple years. So I've always got amazing TVs for amazing prices. So I'm gonna I'll wait on the rollable one, but it does sound amazing. All right. So let me give you some TV shopping. Anybody wants to watch the Super Bowl on a brand new TV, the sweet spots right now in the marketplace are 55 inch, 65 inch, and 75 inch TVs. And so you're looking in the threes for the 55 inch TV. You don't look too hard. You might get cheaper if you look hard. And then for the 65s. In the 400s to 500s, and the 75-inch TVs from 800 to 1,000 dollars. I don't need a TV because Clark Howard's taking me to the Super Bowl this year since it's in Atlanta. So, uh, do you for- know how much the tickets are right now, Mark? Give me real quick. Oh my God! Almost six thousand dollars. All right, so it's just me and you, twelve grand. Zone. You got that? You can knock that out, my friend. Clark, no way. 
Enjoy Las Vegas. I wish I was there, uh, buddy. And uh, we'll look for everything on Clark.com and then tonight on the radio. And then you're in for me on Friday. So thanks again for your time and uh, give the best to the crew out there. Tell your parents I said hi. <laughs> hi, parents from Clark Howard. They're waving hi. See you, Clark. Right. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. 640-20 in front of 7. Mark Aram and pals at your beck and call till 8 in the p.m. now on the Nifty 750. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Got some fun stuff coming up on the show. We're going to play a game. Got some really interesting topics. And I stuck my foot in my mouth. You're going to want to hear this. Not the first time. I've stuck my foot in my mouth for the last 10 years. And I'll tell you about my story about the Spearmint Rhino. So we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Not as fun, uh, but she's a fun gal, but it's not a fun story. Our our buddy Alexis Stevens joining us for the second night in a row on the Mark Aram Show from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. How are you, Alexis? I'm good, Mark. I'm glad that tonight is really the night. Yeah, tonight is no tease. This is the actual story. So (laughs) here's why I wanted Alexis. Alexis is a longtime friend of the show. She's an excellent reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And, you know, throughout the Christmas break, this Tara Grinstead story was in the news. Tara Grinstead, Tara Grinstead, the beauty queen in South Georgia killed. That's about all I know about this story. And I'm kind of in the news business. So I figured if I don't know, the listeners probably don't know either. So I wanted someone to come in and, and really just give us a, a quick rundown of what this story is about and why it's in the news now. That being said, Alexis, uh, give me a, a one minute synopsis of, of where this story started and, and what it's about. Well, this story actually goes all the way back to the fall of 2005. And it's very possible that people that follow the news all the time, you know, we got a lot of people moving in the Atlanta area all the time in Georgia in general, may not remember it from way back then, but um, it it started out as an, a story that was just centered in the in Irwin County, Osceola, South Georgia, um, and it's a town that just sounds like, I mean, it lives up to the name Osceola. The whole uh, county has about 8,000 people in it, and Tara Grinstead was a 30-year-old um, high school teacher. She taught history. She was working on a graduate degree at Valdosta State, and she was also um, a former beauty queen, had won some pageants, and also um, kind of did some consulting with younger girls in pageants, helping them prepare for them. Um, Her parents' talent was singing, um, and just by all means, just um, a teacher that the students loved and just um, well-known in the small community. So in October 2005, she's last seen at a party, a a cookout, basically, hanging out with some friends. And then uh, that's on a Saturday, and then um, nobody hears from her for a while. Monday morning, she doesn't show up to teach history at Irwin County High School. And her coworkers say, this is unlike her, something's wrong. Uh, They go by her house, call police. That sets off pretty much a huge search to find her. Um, Her car was there, but there weren't really any obvious signs that something had happened to her in the house where she lived. It almost seemed like she just disappeared. You know, we hear those stories and we say so-and-so disappeared and we stop and go, come on now. They just just disappear. Tara Grinstead disappears in October of 2005, doesn't show to work. Uh, Alexis Stevens, a huge search in South Georgia for her. Turns up what? Um, Just about nothing, Mark. And Tara's face, um, the reason a lot of people in Metro Atlanta started hearing about the story is that she was on billboards um, 
along 75. So if you went to Florida in a, around that the next spring and summer, you probably saw this pretty teacher's um, say her mugshot on on bulletin boards. It, the search just turns up nothing. They can't find her. There's no evidence that something bad has happened, but there's no evidence she's alive either. And this search, um, she becomes, she's on national TV stories, and it's just, where is Tara Grinstead? Uh, fast forward for 10 or 11 years, there's there are no arrests made in this case. It, it becomes a cold case. Now, the, the local police and Osceola and Irwin County by now have enlisted the GBI's help, and apparently the Tara Grinstead investigative file is one of the biggest ones the GBI has ever had. Um, but there no arrests are made until February 2017. And out of nowhere, it seems like, uh, the GBI announced, uh, announces an arrest. Um, that was Ryan Alexander Duke, who's charged with murder in Grinstead's death. That's the first time the word murder had even been used in the case. I mean, it certainly didn't seem like there was a chance she was still alive, but it was the first confirmation that, um, that investigators believe that she was dead. A few days later, um, a second Duke boy, as they're called, Bo Dukes, with an S on the end, he's also arrested. Um, these two are not related, but they were classmates at Irwin County High School, side-by-side in the yearbook. Um, and Dukes is actually charged with concealing a death. Um, now, we don't know exactly how investigators believe that, that Tara was killed, but they do believe her body was taken from her home out to a pecan field, one county over where she was, uh, the body was burned and just, I'm not sure how much of her was ever found, but that's what investigators believe happened. And, th- and that brings us up to uh, the Christmas break where a man named Bo Dukes comes into the picture. Um, Alexis Stevens from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, can you hang out one more segment and, and get us fully wrapped up and caught up to date on this story? Sure. All right. Alexis Stevens from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I just, I, just for my own personal benefit, I wanted to know more about this story. I didn't realize it went all the way back to 05, and then it was uh, almost 12 years before uh, they got any clues in this in an arrest. So uh, interesting story. Alexis will finish up uh, in just a minute. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show, 654, 6 in front of 7. Mark Aram with you at 404-872-0750. The lovely Alexis Stevens from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution updating us on the Tara Grinstead case. All right, we're caught up to the uh, February of 2017. How did this story get back in the news recently, Alexis? Recently, there's just been so many developments, and that's why you're, you're seeing so many stories in the AJC lately, because we've been following all the twists and turns. Um, a few months ago, the accused murderer got some new attorneys from Cobb County that um, basically jumped right in to try to defend him. They claim that he should not be charged with murder, that, that investigators have the wrong Duke boys charged with the wrong crimes. Um, so some documents from the GBI investigation have, were somehow leaked online. Um, nobody's fessed up to who actually did that, but that includes part of a confession from the man charged with murder right now. His attorneys have also asked that a trial um, for him be moved somewhere else because 
everybody in the area uh, down in South Georgia knows about this case. We're talking about it up in Metro Atlanta, so that's still to be um, determined. And then this second suspect, Bo Dukes, he's been in the news a lot recently because he's in so much more trouble than just his alleged role in the Grinstead case. Um, after Miss Grinstead was reported missing, he was in the military and was arrested on federal charges for his role in scheming to steal from the federal government and actually was in federal prison. Well, he was given what's called supervised release, um, what they call it in federal prison, um, instead of like parole, what we might think of here in, um, in Georgia. He was allowed to get out of prison early as long as he completed some community service work and paid some money back to the government for what he stole. He apparently did neither of those things. And in November, he was sentenced to go back to federal prison for six months. This is Bo Dukes. Well, fast forward a few weeks later, um, just days from when he's actually supposed to report to federal prison again, New Year's Day last week, he's accused of holding two women in his Warner Robins home at gunpoint and raping them. Oh, my They're goodness. They're able to escape and run Real, real quick, Alexis, because yeah. we've got a break for news. How is he related sure. to the Grinstead case? He is charged with concealing, helping his former friend Ryan Duke conceal Tara Grinstead's uh, body. Gotcha, gotcha. There's so many conspiracy theories out there, and there's so much more that um, people can read about online on AJC.com. Um, there, there's some thought that these guys could be charged wrong. He was involved somehow. Not anybody. We don't really know for sure exactly what his role was. MyAJC.com is the premium site. I suggest you subscribe to that. AJC.com. For everyone else, Alexis Stevens, thanks so much. I, I feel like i got a better grip on this case now, and I'll be following sure. it for, uh, for probably the months to come. News, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Ray Liotta, and you're listening to The Mark... Mar- uh, no, I want this town to be near you. Welcome back to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there at 708 No, 707. 707. Do not adjust your clocks. It's 707. Seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show. Now heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Everybody's here tonight. Deb Green produces the show. The Stoic Eskimo Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. Low T. Chuck screens your calls. Low T. Coming up, uh, we got some interesting stories. Deb pulled a lot of good stories. But uh, first off, can we have a moment of silence for uh, all the Alabama fans out there? Especially Alex Williams. Oh, man. From the traffic team. But I woke up this morning and I thought he had lost like a family member because oh. I, I didn't, I didn't, I forgot that he liked Alabama. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, so sorry for your loss. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, has someone died in his family? That sucks. And then I scrolled down. I was like, oh, yeah. we're talking about Alabama. Alabama got their Heinies beat on Oof. national television. But the, the cool story, or the cool part of the story, if you're, if you're not an Alabama fan, is uh, this kid, Trevor Lawrence, freshman yeah. quarterback from Cartersville. Yeah. Wins a national title. True freshman, not a red True freshman. Dude's got a cannon. Unbelievable. He had a great arm. Yeah, so that's a very, you know, Yeah. why can't Georgia get guys like that kind of question. But, he looks uh, like the quarterback from Days and Confused. People are already saying, <laughs> yeah, Sunshine. He really does. He does oh, no, uh, Pink, Randall Pink, Pink yeah. Cobb. Uh, people are saying he's NFL ready. Ah, come on. 
Well, I mean, he can't it's go gone, yet, but uh, I know. But <laughs> take, uh, take a breath. My New York Giants are going to need a quarterback after yes. they get rid of Eli. I'd love to have that guy. I just think that's a great. I don't think we pay enough, enough attention to the hometown kids that don't necessarily play for the hometown teams. No. Um, but a freshman from Cartersville. Yeah. God, he's he's big man on campus right now. Oh yeah, he's riding high. What was the best part of your freshman year in college? Anything that comes close to that? Oh Lord, no. No. I can't even. I maybe the first keg party I went to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't. Anything stand? Nothing stands out. No. Yeah. I was pretty. I ran track. Like I, I it was benign. Yeah. Yeah. I no. No stellar moments. Nothing. I have two that stand out. I was on the debate team, and I won a debate against someone from Harvard. I that was pretty cool. Yeah. And the second was Jen Sirachi. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mike gives me that look. <laughs> See, that's something I shouldn't say when my girlfriend yeah, is in the studio. He's actually but that in was studio. Comedy. Yeah, just kidding. Anyway, all right, so um, I, I think I'm pretty well socially uh, competent. No. no, not awkward. Like I, I get along with most people, right? But if, if there's a big social flaw that I have, it's that I can't remember people's names. Do you guys have that? Oh, I'm the worst. Horrible. I'm so, so bad at that. At Deb, you seem like someone that would remember no. people. No, because you don't talk to anybody, so it's you don't right. even you get to know to their names. names. I'm so you're with me. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm bad. so bad. And, and it, like literally, there are people in this building that I've worked with for 20 years. Yep. That I don't know their name. I give Granted, them nicknames. Granted, I don't work with them. You know, they're on other floors, but I see, like, there's a guy. I I shudder to, like, have him pull me off in the, in the hallway one day after I go, hey, good morning, buddy. And I and he goes, like, hey, Mark. And I just, hey, buddy. And I'm waiting. Like, I'm fearful. He's going to be like, one day he's going to stop me. Like, you don't know my name, do you? I've worked with you for 20 years. <laughs> now he is. And you don't know my name. Mulva. Um, so this, so, I, I mean, I, I have tricks to avoid you know, oh, getting yeah. around it. We all do, right? I yeah. mean, hey, buddy is a good one for me. Like, hey, what's yeah. going on, chief? <laughs> sport? Yeah, Man, sport? dude. So there's a guy, I'm not going to mention the characters involved in this, but there's someone in this station that I work closely with, and I've worked with them for about 10 years now. And the other day, I asked about his wife. I'm like, hey, what's going on? How was Christmas? What did you and Faith do? And he just starts laughing. And, he, and I'm like, what? Did you have a good time? Do you have something? He goes, he goes, you know, I, I probably should have nipped this in the bud a long time ago, but um, my wife's name is not Faith. <laughs> <laughs> You've been calling her oh, by a different name? Yeah, it's not even close to Faith. It's like, it doesn't, there's nothing similar to her name being Faith at all. And I'm like, how long have I been calling her Faith? He goes, oh, since, since I've known you. It's been about <laughs> 10 years now. He just started, and he just decided now yeah. is the time to. He goes. He's had he goes, enough. I've wanted to tell you a bunch, but uh, now I've never. I, maybe I have hung out with her. Oh, uh, yeah. But well, he you just look started. Like a lily. Yeah. <laughs> he just started laughing. He goes. Uh, he goes. I gotta. I gotta tell you, man. My wife's name is not Faith. <laughs> like this is a close coworker of mine, oh, and I've been best. calling his wife the wrong name for ten. Years. That's why I like nicknames. Nicknames are good. Low T Chuck. I don't even know your real name. You're Low T. You're you're Joe Longoria. I didn't even know that. Jason Byers. I actually know his name because yeah. I got to email him stuff. Uh, Deb Green. I didn't know your name for the longest time. It's not really my name either. Isn't? Well, Green is my husband's name, and my name Deborah is just an anglicized version of my real name. Deborita. Devara. Devara? With a V. Yeah. No kidding. Yes. Is that what's on your license? Yes. Can I see it? No. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got my driver's license picture back. I had a great- Wait, I, I mean, where did you lose it? 
No, I, it expired. Oh, okay. So I had to go down. Uh, day? I had to go to the DMV and get a new license. And the DMV takes a lot of crap. But in 2019, they got their ish together. Like, it was computerized. I filled out stuff online. I just walked in with this paper, and they're like, boom, go, and took it. But they don't give it to you. They give you a temporary one, and then they mail it. Um, so I've got this. I'll show you my license, Deb. Um, I did this after morning drive where I'm exhausted. And this my license doesn't expire now until 2026. And I'm not happy with this picture. I don't know if I can deal with this picture. Look, I mean, it's just it's just awful. You look a little deer in headlights. Yeah, I'm just it's not like a bad photo though. I look tired. Yeah, exactly, Mom. Dad, what do you think? Look like a schmez ball. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. Anyway, so I got it back. But kudos to the DMV. All right. So anyway, there are people out there that are good at remembering names. Like there are people that nail it. I once interviewed uh, Mary Lou Hemingway, Mary Lou Henner, Henner, Henner from uh, from Taxi, and she has that that photographic memory mm-hmm. where she you could say, "What were you doing on August third, nineteen seventy eight? She'd be like, "Oh, I had a grilled cheese sandwich for breakfast." Well, I don't need that kind of memory, but I need something to be able to remember people's names. I know there are tricks out there, so if anyone is good at it, apparently I'm not the other one. Chuck and Longoria need this help as well. Um, I need names. Did do you hear the name of the? Oh, can you get Jennifer Griffey's in? Yeah, yeah. All right, get Jennifer Griffey's in. I got a, the Pam Roberts name story. Have you heard that? I don't think so. Oh, it's no. so funny. It's so, so funny. Uh, I would have think I would have remembered yeah, that. Yeah, talk about But then again, I can't remember names, so who knows? I just heard the story the other day. It's fantastic. Um, while Chuck's getting Griffey's, uh, let's get uh, Russ in Gainesville on the air. Russ, welcome to the show, buddy. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. Hey, buddy. What what's the word on Mackenzie? Any uh, Mackenzie appearance? Is she back? Yeah, I'm glad you said her name because I, I forgot it. Yeah, I'm at a bar right now. I have three margaritas and half a dozen chicken wings. <laughs> She's supposed to be on her way up here right now. So, so uh, Mackenzie's on the way to the bar. You had three margaritas and a half dozen chicken wings. That's a bad ratio. <laughs> it, is it? <laughs> yeah, two wings per margarita is not a good ratio there, uh, Russ. Uh, if you want to keep your wits about you, I suggest you uh, start eating more chicken wings. So what time is she supposed to arrive? Well, she said she was on her way, and then she sent me a message saying I have to take a shower first and blah, 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 all this girl stuff. <laughs> she has so, to shower first. Know. That's yeah. a good sign, yeah. Russ, that she's like, that is. hey, I'm gonna, I was just at the dumpster again. I need to shower <laughs> Wiping that stink before off. I get you. Um, all right, well, listen, if she shows up before the end of the show, will you call us back? Absolutely. All right, thanks. There's Russ in Gainesville. Three margaritas and six chicken wings. That's a bad ratio to keep your wits about you. All right, Jennifer Griffey's in studio. And I know you're going to be hesitant to tell this story. I'm talking about how I'm bad with names. Oh, Lord. Okay. Are you good with names? Remembering people's names? I used names? to be, but no, now I suck. So, I'm, yeah. so there's a coworker. For 10 years, I've been calling his wife by the wrong name. And he finally corrected me the other day. He was like, uh, my wife's name is not Faith. And I was like, oh, my God. He, 10 years? 10 years. And he finally corrected me because he's, he's a nice guy. He's not going to you know, call me out. But he finally did. I want you to tell the oh, story, no. the Pam Roberts story. I knew you were going to ask me that. So Pam Roberts, who works in uh, like the traffic department, not car traffic, but commercial traffic. She like makes sure the commercials get on the air. She's, she walks by the newsroom all the time. And and you this was how long ago? This, oh, this, this was right when I had got. I hadn't been here that long. Okay. And, and what happened? Tell us the story. We, I, we didn't really know each other. We just knew each other's yeah, faces. Yeah, by face. Exactly. And so she was leaving. And she thought I said, bye, Emily. Yeah. 
And I said, um, she goes, my name, I just want you to know my name is not Emily because you've been calling me that for a while. I said, well, I wasn't calling you. I didn't say em- Emily. I said hemorrhoid. <laughs> Which is, that's how Jennifer, if Jennifer loves you, she calls you hemorrhoid. She's like, hey, hemorrhoid, give me that paper or whatever. And she's been saying, you know, as Pam walks in to go away, she'd be like, good night, hemorrhoid. And, yes, and her Pam, face, yeah. Pam heard it as Emily. Yeah, and she really didn't, yeah. What would you rather be called, Emily or hemorrhoid? Is hemorrhoid, the right? <laughs> hemorrhoid. And that's, I think that story is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But you keep calling me hemorrhoid. I love okay. that. I love that. Uh, that isn't that great? That is. Just just to correct you, Jennifer, my name is not Emily. It, yeah. She, if she would have like, just kept her mouth shut, she would have been, you know, ha- yeah. been Emily. Yeah. Instead like, of hemorrhoid. Uh, I'm not calling you Emily. I'm calling you hemorrhoid. <laughs> We're the hemorrhoid and the Emily. I don't know how they sound alike, but uh, all right. So I need your advice on on how to remember people's names, and I think you'll help a lot of the listeners out there too. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. While we do that, um, Deb pulled up this story: the most dangerous jobs in the world, in the United States. Let me say that. Okay. Any any guesses on what would be in the top ten most dangerous jobs in the United States of America, Longoria? Electrician. Electrician number ten. If we were doing uh, prices right, we'd have nice. a chance to steal. No, Family Feud, Family yeah. Feud, yeah. Um, electrical power line installers and repairers, uh, fatalities in 2017, 18.6 per 100,000 workers. Wow. That's a lot. That, that is, is a dangerous gig because you've got not only the power lines, but you've got, you know, you're up in the air. Yeah, You could too. fall or get electrocuted. So you got double, double trouble there. Um, any other guesses on uh, most dangerous jobs? You know those big windmills? The guys that go up there and fix those. I do not see windmill repairman on here. Well, you know the big so, yeah. turbine ones. Uh, Dad, pull up to the mic. I'm going to put you on the air. Most dangerous jobs in the United States. You any guesses? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> proctologist. Proctologist <laughs> is not on the list. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mom, do you want to take a guess? Most dangerous job. You got to get up really close to the mic. There you go. I was thinking tree surgeon. Those are very dangerous jobs. A tree surgeon. Not on the list. Good guesses. Yeah, good guesses. Maya, you don't want to know. Kind of close to number two. Kind of. It's in the same vein, right? Not a tree surgeon. Okay. That was a very specific job. (laughs) What's number two? I'll tell you when we come back. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. How can we better remember people's names? And I'll uh, continue the list of the 10 most dangerous jobs in the United States of America. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Don't forget, Jennifer Griffey's didn't just call you Emily. She called you Hemorrhoid. Welcome back to the show, 725, 60 degrees on Peachtree Street, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Bird is in Kennesaw. Bird, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. How's it going? What's going on, Bird? Well, I've got some a couple of tips for you on how to remember names that I've used for a lot of years. Ooh, good, and good, as long good. as I remember to use the tips, I remember names. Okay, help me out. Okay, so the first one is, as soon as you meet somebody new... In the conversation, say their name. You're, you're three times. Three times. You're gonna three times. That's There's something awkward. about the magical number three. You know, nice to meet you, Julie. Oh, oh, Julie. So, and then, okay, great meeting you, Julie. Interesting. You know, so you've used their names three times, and then when do you I, walk do I have away to use their them, their real name or their dancer name? 
whoever you just met, whatever the heck their name is. All right, Sparkles. Hey, Sparkles, nice to meet you, Sparkles. How much for a dance, Sparkles? Okay, I got it three times. Got it. Okay. But then the other thing you have to do once you walk away from them, uh, in the palm of your hand, and you don't use a pen, you just use your finger, write their name three times in the palm of your hand. That sounds hocus pocus. Julie, Julie, Julie. But I tell you what, you try it. You're going to remember their name. Now, what about big events? So, like, I have to, I host a lot of events, you know, where I meet, you know, 50 to 100 people and I shake hands. There's no way I can do that with the the handwriting thing. No, well, you just, you just use their name three times times. if you think it's somebody you might want to remember. Okay. I I would like to remember everybody. All right. That seems like a lot of work, but maybe it'll help. Uh, Robbie's in Athens. Robbie, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. How are y'all tonight? What's up, Robbie? I uh, wanted to kind of expand on the Trevor Lawrence comment about being from Georgia. Uh, Clemson's last three national championship teams have all actually been led by quarterbacks from the state of Georgia. Yeah, isn't that so, amazing? Uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence from Cartersville, Deshaun Watson from Gainesville, and then back in 81, Homer Jordan from Athens. I did so, not know uh, that one. I did not know that one. Point, but yeah, how yeah, cool is it for – Georgian, but a hard pill to swallow if you're a Georgia fan. No doubt. But, I mean, I'm a Georgia fan, but I'm, I'm well, A, I'm happy Alabama lost. But, a B, I'm so proud of that kid. Like, a freshman from Cartersville, last year he was playing high school games, and he just won the national title. I'm, I'm busting for the kid. That's so awesome. Yeah, he's a stud. He's a stud. He's a true uh, Heisman frontrunner next year if he keeps but playing like The this problem year. is, though, with my mind, I'll probably forget his name tomorrow. I'm like, what's that quarterback's name? Let me write it down on my hand. Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Three Trevor times. Lawrence. I'm going to write it in cursive because I know how to write cursive. Oh, you do. <laughs> we'll come back. Uh, more of your calls trying to help me remember names. And I've got the uh, list, the top 10 most dangerous jobs in the United States of America. I think you'll be surprised at some of these. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's the Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is former governor of Texas, Rick Perry, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, to provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Welcome back to the show. 736-24 in front of 8 Mark Aram and gang with you till 8 p.m. Our new time here on WSB Radio, 6 to 8 p.m. The podcast goes up immediately after the show as the stoic one posts that. Uh, we're discussing my uh, failure to, uh, at this late age, to remember people's names. I got called to the carpet last week by a coworker of 10 years when he said, for the last 10 years, I've called his wife by the wrong name. I don't want that to happen again. I'm looking for tips on how to remember people's names. And I've got the 10 most uh, dangerous jobs in the United States of America. We've only got number 10 knocked down, electric power line installers and repairers. There are nine more dangerous than that. I'll tell you in a second. But first, breaking news, Longoria. This is for my parents. Breaking news from WFSB, where I once interned in Hartford, Connecticut. The big Y, get up to the mic, Dad which is a, is a uh, grocery store in Connecticut in the Northeast. Correct. Do you shop there? 
Once in a while. We not get often? Soup. No. Where do you usually go? Price Chopper. Correct. Yeah. The Big Y is not going to be using plastic bags in, starting in 2022. It's like Seattle. Yeah. Does that affect your life at all, Dad? Are you going to be uh, all right? Not really. All right. Does Price Chopper still use plastic bags? I always ask for plastic and paper to hold it better. Oh, even better for the environment. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, he's <laughs> doubling it up. Dad, my I, dad's known for double wrapping it since <laughs> way back when. A little bit of both. All right. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Sam's in Swanee, Georgia. Sam, welcome to the program. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Good evening to you and the gang. Likewise, my friend. What's going on? Oh, I just wanted to say what I thought in terms of what I do to remember names. I try to associate the names with places where where I have met them. Okay. For some, for some strange reason, that rings bell right away. So give me an the example. Other, so give me an example of someone you've met and a place and that you remember their name. I, I know that, that I had met Roy Wainwright in 1991 at Champagne in his office. So Champagne Associations, Roy. Who, who was the guy that you met with Champagne in his office? Oh, no, no. I, I used to work in Champaign, Illinois. I had been oh, going okay. so. <laughs> Gotcha. So if I meet, um, see, I just, I meet, I don't know, I meet people randomly. Let's say I met someone at the Piccadilly at Howell Mills, and their name is Pete. I call him Piccadilly Pete in my head. Is that what you're saying? That's a, that's what I'm saying. All so right. you, Ro- you, Roast Beef Roger, if he was eating roast beef. Yeah, then you go, yeah, yeah. Other one is, you know, uh, like your last name is A-R-U-M, right? Correct. So, Om. Om is a very sacred word in the Hindu uh, religion. So, I have to remember your name. I know Om. Just put R in between Aram. Yeah, that's what Sanjay calls me all the time. Sanjay knows that. Yes, Chuck, (laughs) what's what's on your mind? I was just going to say, when I first met my wife, she when she puts people in her phone to remember who they are, because name doesn't mean anything, it's their first name in a description. Yeah. And because the first time I met her was when we went and got Mexican food. Yeah. Until she Mexican changed it Chuck. to Charlie Neighbor, it was Charlie Mexican. Oh. And yours, and her name on your phone was Tinder Jen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, Mackenzie Dumpster. Mackenzie Dumpster. <laughs> Sam, always good to hear from you, buddy. Oh, thank you, Mark. Thank you. Take care. Uh, Tony's in Noonan. Tony, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark, can I give you a couple of uh, most dangerous job guesses? Yeah, fire away. What do you think? Uh, being a roof rat on an aircraft carrier, working on the flight deck. Is that the exact, what's the exact title, roof rat? We call, we call ourselves roof rats, yeah. All right. Um, I don't see roof rat, but I've got um, air, aircraft pilots and flight engineers. Is that close? Uh, well, obviously they've never worked on the flight deck of an aircraft Well, th- these are these are based on data, like most, most deaths yeah. per 100,000 workers. So number three is aircraft pilots and flight engineers. That seems high to me. 51.3 per 100,000 workers. That that doesn't seem very safe to me. Third most dangerous job is an aircraft pilot and flight engineer. What about tractor trailer driver? Big rig driver, uh, yes, it's the seventh most dangerous. 26.9 deaths per 100,000 workers. So you knocked out two of them there, at least kind of on this. That's all I got. Oh, and don't worry about remembering names. As old as we are, I'm older <laughs> than you, but it don't get any easier. Yeah, but it's just so embarrassing. Like, I've been calling this guy's wife the wrong name, and I probably called her Faith to her face, and she didn't correct me. Hey, Faith, what's going not- on? You think it was her that told him, like, hey, can you tell Aram to stop Pro- calling me Faith already? I don't know. Because but after I'm- 10 years, you would just That's the problem. Forget See, when, about when it. When I do know someone's name, I make sure that you know that I know their name. Like, I overuse the name. 
you know. Anybody in this building listening right now, the next time they bump into you oh, is going to be yeah, I'm so screwed. Is if you use yeah. anything other than their name, they're going to be like, oh, he doesn't know yeah, my name. Yeah, I know. And so really, screwed. Yeah, you got to put yourself out there. Yeah, I need. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> Jasper's up next on the program. Hello, Jasper. How are you doing, sir? What's I up, would buddy? like to guess on the dangerous jobs. And yeah, also what's say as a, as an introvert, I don't worry about remembering names because if I have a conversation, I try to make it memorable and meaningful. And if the conversation and the person's uh, me- meaningful and memorable, you'll remember their names. Otherwise, just let them not tell you. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know <laughs> if that'll work for me. But what are your guesses for the dangerous jobs? Uh, I would say oil rig or oil field worker and or those uh, crab fishermen or whatever up in the Arctic. Number one, fishing and related fishing workers. That's the number one most dangerous job. If you ever watched uh, Dangerous Catch or that was that the name no. of the show? The Deadliest crab, Catch. Deadliest Catch. Yeah. Um, I don't cable TV. I understand. 100 fatalities per 100,000 workers. That's crazy. But they make big money catching those crabs. You can't. No one else can make big money catching crabs except crab fishermen. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a it's a money losing proposition. One of the things that I've uh, that I really all right. Let me bring my dad back into this. Well, you're in, you're in Connecticut and yes. you meet someone new. Let's say you met a guy named Steve. What do you say to Steve? Hi, Steve. <laughs> what else? Uh, nice to meet you. Yeah. All no, right. Okay. That's that's not how they do it in the South. And I love this about Southern culture. And he, in the South, you say, hey, Steve, nice to see you. Not nice to meet you, which comes in handy if you've already met a person and you forgot, and you're like, hey, nice to meet you, Steve. And you're like, oh, I met you last December at uh, Kroger's, you know? So this thing is that, hey, nice to see you, covers your bases, whether you met him before or not. I love that about it. I love that in biscuits. <laughs> Taylor's in Bethlehem. Nice to see you, Taylor. Like nice right now. Nice to see you, Mark. I could like I, I can't remember your kids' names. Don't think less of me. I know you. I I know you've told me your kids' names. I can't remember your kids' names. That's okay. I don't make them public anyway. Yeah. Right, well, I'm not going to say them on the air, but just like like that, I can't remember names. Anyway, go ahead. What's going on? Well, I was going to say yeah, I have a similar problem, and I meet a lot of new people all the time from my job, especially new salespeople coming in wanting to sell me products, and. If you're boring to me, I am. I will remember your face, but I am going to forget your name. However, I try to um, pick out something that is interesting about that person, because if I can focus on something that's interesting and I in, I'm interested in them, then I have a higher chance of remembering their name the next time they come to call on, you know, checking on a product. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's whether you're boring or not. I should be able to remember someone's name. There's enough yeah. empty space in my noggin. My gray matter is not completely filled with useless stuff. I should be able to remember names fairly well. Interesting people are easier to remember, though. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but still, like, this this guy's wife is interesting as hell, and I thought her name was Faith. So, I don't know. I can't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I need help. Lynn's in Gainesville. Lynn, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Hey, Lynn. How are you? I am blessed. How are you? I'm a, I'm a okay. Um, I have like um, a, a song from the either 50s or 60s. It was called the um, the name game. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. All right. So Longoria, Longoria, like, Bovoria, well, Banana, Fana, Bovoria, Banana, 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 Banana. But you didn't want to do Chuck because yeah. Chuck didn't work Chuck, out Chuck, really well. Chuck, Yeah, you don't do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly you don't do that. Right. Right. But yeah, but I think it'd be kind of weird to do the name game when I when I first meet someone. I'm just singing in your head. Steve, Steve, Bobby, Banana, Fana, Fofi, Me, Mambo, Me. <laughs> Steve, in your head. 
Just in your head. Yeah. Or do, all right. I'm going to do that song in my head and write in my hand. All right. And say the person's name three times. I should get it done. So so Taylor uh, brought up a thing. If uh, if someone has a distinguishing feature or something you remember, and it reminds me of the scene from Uncle Buck when he goes in to meet his, uh, his nieces and nephews principal or vice principal. You got that for me, Longoria? I love this scene. I'm Anita Horgarth. Buck Melanoma. Molly Russell's wart. Not her wart. Not her wart. I'm I'm the wart. She's my tumor. My my growth. My uh, my pimple. I'm Uncle Wart. Just old Buck Wart Russell. That's what they call me. Or uh, melanoma head. They'll call me that. Melanoma head's coming. I'm sorry, Uncle. Maisie Russell's uncle. I'm her uncle. I love that. So this woman obviously had this big growth on her face, and uh, yeah. So I, I don't want to use that. Like I'll I'll turn into Uncle Buck, old melanoma head. That's what they call me. I got a, a surprise guest for you, Mom. Uh, Tony's in Marietta, my mom's favorite caller of all time. Tony, don't welcome to the keep show. Tony waiting. Good evening, Tony. Hunky Tony, what's up, buddy? Thank you for the sounder. That's absolutely wonderful. Hey, Mom and Dad, from a different Mom and Dad. Always love to have you guys in the studio. I hope that everybody had a wonderful uh, holiday and Happy New Year's to everybody. And, Mark, I've got to tell you what. Everybody has pretty well stole my thunder. I need three times to hear a person's name and see their face before I can remember it. And being retired and then unretired and working retail, um, the best thing is not to, just the facial recognition, but the, you know, the voice as well as them telling me stories about them. I've got customers now for almost 15 years that are regulars that I know their name right off the top. They know me because I wear a name badge. So, you know, at the end of the day, I guess at uh, WSB, you guys could come up with, uh, you know, those uh, peel and stick things. That we're, say, we're supposed to wear our is. badges, but no one no one wears them. Um, but I'm, I'm all for, for uh, name tags for everybody, everybody in, in the world. I, how great would life be? In the world. Just don't run for world. mayor in New yeah. York. Just don't run for mayor in New York. Exactly. Giuliani camp burned by, uh, what was his name? It was Mayor Dinkins. And, mayor uh, Dinkins. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the, Lloyd Braun. Lloyd Braun. Thank you. All right. Chuck's in early running for star of the show. Sorry, Longoria. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. We'll come back. We'll finish your calls. I'll give you the rest of the most dangerous jobs in the world on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is... The Mark Aram Show. All right, final segment of the show, Longoria. Don't show up tomorrow. We're off tomorrow because of Bulldog basketball. We'll be back live on Thursday. All right, top 10 list of uh, most dangerous jobs. Real quick, number 10, electrical power line installers. Number nine, first line supervisors of landscaping, lawn service, and groundskeeping workers. Number eight, farmers, ranchers, and agriculture managers. Number seven, uh, drivers, truck drivers. Number six, structural iron and steel workers. Going to lose a lot of uh, lives on the steel fence going down at the border. Uh, number five, refuse and recyclable material collectors. I guess it's just garbage men. F- fancy way to say garbage men. That's that's interesting. Number four, this one, I, I'm not surprised, roofers. Yeah. Um, call Dr. Roof if you have problems. They are very safe. Number three, aircraft pilots. Number two, logging workers. Yeah, those guys are dangerous. Well, they're not dangerous. The job's dangerous. Number one, fishing people. All right, real quick, back to the phones. Ten seconds or less, please. Will's and Jasper. Will, what do you have? 
Will, uh, yay, buddy. Uh, listen, on the uh, whole airline pilot thing, man, I got to call bull on that one. Yeah, that seems uh, outrageous to me. Yeah, there hasn't been an airline crash from a U.S.-based operator in this country. Uh, February actually marks a decade. Do you think maybe they're just talking about, like, the single-engine planes that go down all the time? Well, I wouldn't think that they would call those people, uh, you know, they're occupational. Occupation. Those are private pilots. Yeah, you know, I'm with you on that. I don't I don't agree with that. There, um, De- Deb's going to dive deeper into the numbers. Find exactly what this is doing. We'll have an update on Thursday, I promise you. Uh, John's in Norcross. John, welcome to the show. What do you have? Hey, guys. Uh, na- name association is the, best, the only way to do it. I'm in sales, been doing it literally my life. The best trick in the world for you, Mark. you got to play along. You meet somebody, you know their name. Uh, what's your name again, sir? Answer. Frank. Hey, Frank, I know that. I'm talking about your last name. Oh, look at you sneaky little John and Norcross. Um, I'm sneaky, man. But, hey, I tell you, I probably use that 100 times. Oh, I'm going to steal and- that. Unless someone is like, how do you not know my last name, you idiot? <laughs> Russ is in Rome. Russ, welcome to the show. What's up, buddy? Hey, Mark. Um, you know, if, if you want to improve your memory, you can take uh, ginkgo biloba and omega-3 fatty acids to help improve your memory. Ginkgo. All right, there's two more pills i got to take, Maya. Ginkgo biloba <laughs> and fatty acids. That that was – never mind. I was going to say something bad there. Uh, Huey's in Ackworth. Huey, what do you have? Real quick. Um, name association. It's easier to remember in action. So – like if somebody says, do you remember this restaurant? You're like, no. And they're like, that's the place you got sick from this. Oh, oh yeah, that restaurant. Okay. So that's why I named him Low T Chuck. The action was the low testosterone. Uh, star of the show, Longoria. Star of the show. And now, uh, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? You better give it to your parents. I was going to, but they wouldn't let me eat lobster till I was 16. They wouldn't buy me an Atari. One. I'm just kidding. My parents would get star of the show. And throw, one, throw a bone at Buford's mom. We'll get Beaver's mom on the board in 2019. <laughs> Real quick, what's the prize pack, Deb? I'm giving it to Kathleen. Kathleen, you won the prize pack, all right? Four tickets to the Atlanta Gladiator, 16th annual Teddy Bear Toss, Saturday, June 12th at the Infinite Energy Arena. Chuck, get Kathleen's info uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Off till Thursday. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.